Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening and welcome. Oh, it sounds like I'm doing Eurovision sometimes. Uh, <laughs> welcome to London. Welcome to uh, Access All Areas uh, with me, Stephen Lang. And me, Bobby Norris. How, How are you? Yeah, <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Yeah, really good. Keeping busy, which I was just saying, I think is the key for me, getting through mm-hmm. getting through weeks during this third lockdown. So when I'm busy, it's um, I guess it's a distraction. Yeah, that's basically it, isn't it? As soon as you've got something to do, I completely agree. It's like funny when I have quiet days at work, I'm always like, oh God, this is the worst day ever. But like when when I've actually got stuff to do and the hours kind of zoom by, you're like, oh, there's much, there's much, uh, much better for the old head. Yeah, so you you were on loose women, that went well. Yeah, thanks, babe. So I did loose, which was always a nice one to do, mm-hmm. having a little chat with the lovely ladies. Uh, ITV knows I did. So basically, I was just kind of doing bits and bobs, talking all about my my, my vaccinating, which I'm mm. um, still waiting on my ID, but I'm oh, so any day I'm hoping. I've, um, I did email St. John's and um, they, they're in the process of getting everyone's IDs out. So just really excited because, again, I feel like while I've got this time, I feel like I want to, I want to use it just getting, getting into them centres. But I think it's incredible looking at the numbers of the amount of people that have been vaccinated already. Like yeah. they've done such a good job. Yeah, fifteen million now, uh, I believe. And uh, it, the age is obviously coming down. The people that are getting it, there's people in their sixties now. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it feels good, doesn't it? It feels like we're getting there. And I actually feel quite positive for the first time in a yeah. while. Um, I was messaging a friend today who was like, really fancy going to the pub. And I was like, me too. Like, I just have that kind of like, it's, it's nothing exciting that I particularly want to do. It's just the real basics. I think kind of like we said last week, like just getting a haircut or, uh, yeah, just being able to see a group of friends. I think, um, I don't think we'll ever take it for granted again. <laughs> Definitely not. And I think, funnily enough, it will be the little things that, pre-march we used to really take for granted that mm. we will really appreciate like you say just going somewhere and having a little bite to eat and just yeah being able to go for a little drink socialize give someone a cuddle and a kiss that's yeah of- yeah yeah i saw today they were talking about um doing uh quick tests for like uh theaters and nightclubs so <clears throat> you know you can feel safe going into places that haven't been able to open now for nearly a year. You know, I've, I've been to a nightclub. <laughs> um, seems yeah. like an old-fashioned... I mean, it wasn't yeah, like I was it. clubbing every weekend anyway, but I, <laughs> I like to have the option. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't even know if I'll be able to stay out that late anymore, but, um, you know, you never know. So, yeah, you know, even that might come back. Which and I think it's a great sign for, especially people that work in the arts, <clears> for the amount of jobs, not just people on stage, but the crew all behind mm. when it comes to theatres. They've been so badly affected, like you say. So for them to be able to open, and I love going to the theatre, going into town, having a bite to eat, going to see a show. And I've always loved <laughs> just doing that. It makes me really I, excited. I, I know, it's <laughs> literally like winning the lottery. Not that I've ever won the lottery, but I feel like, gosh, if you could say to me, right, you're going up to the West End, you're allowed to go and have a little bit of dinner and you're going to go and see a show. I think I'd be running around skipping. <laughs> I would be exactly the same. I think, yeah, exactly. The small things, isn't it? I'm, a friend of mine um, was talking to um, someone at work and they were saying that uh, <laughs> their ideal day would start with doing an exercise class, then going out for brunch, like having a few wines in a pub in the afternoon, going home on, like you say, it was a Saturday, go home watching some Saturday night television. like, 
God, my life is so boring. And, and she was like, but actually, this is exactly the kind of boring normality that I'm really after. And I completely get that. Like the idea of going to an exercise class seems very exciting, which Doesn't is it? ridiculous. Ridiculous. I, I think, do you know what? Because, and I'm sure that time will come where we're all a little bit like, you'll get a message on the group chat. Someone goes, oh, who wants to come out for a drink? And you go, no, I'm having a quiet night. I think it's going to be a long time till people write them words again because <laughs> yeah. people are going to be out. But you mentioned nightclubs and I'm glad when they do open Incredible because obviously the businesses for themselves, the mm. staff, they, they've all got to run and get back into their normality. But I think there will be something a little bit bizarre for the first couple of times of going into a club, especially like a big club and seeing 300 people on a dance floor. <laughs> I mean, it seems almost like old fashioned or something, doesn't, doesn't it? it? <laughs> Will we have masks in the club? Yeah, it's just crazy. But um, great to have the option, like you say. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see, I guess, where it all goes. I guess for a start, we'll have to, st we're still a little bit ahead of ourselves. Um, you know, yeah, we're planning outfits here. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're jumping I mean, in the gum. I've got the iron out and a bottle of wine <laughs> ready to go. Um, yeah, We'll but, do it. When it opens up, we'll, uh, we'll all go and have a little. Uh, a little drink and a dance. I am there for it. I cannot wait. Um, well, we have an exciting show uh, coming up today. A bit, bit of a different one for us, I think. We've got uh, former X Factor winner Matt Cardle coming up and then acting legend, I would say, Danny Harmer. Oh, Tracy yeah. Baker. Oh, Tracy Baker. Love it. Um, and then we've got uh, Strictly Professional Graziano De Prima coming on at the end. So uh, nice packed show. Yeah, lovely little lineup. I'm excited. Right, mate, we've got to talk. Been a busy week for showbiz gossip, hasn't it? <laughs> it Watch certainly has. I mean, good Lord, Dancing on Ice, is it possibly the most cursed show on television? Now mm. they've had another dancer, as that's pull out. I don't know, actually, just before we started to record. No. Uh, ha oh, Hamish, no. Hamish. Oh, no. Has had to pull out after... I don't know if this is true, but I saw someone... So he sprained his finger... I didn't know you could sprain a finger. Well, and what's worse is how he did it, because this wasn't even on the ice. Apparently, he did it putting on a sock. No. <laughs> so no. he didn't... It wasn't even an ice-related injury. He pulled a tendon in his hand, putting on a sock. That's that's what I read. Gosh, like you say, but as a pro on the ice, can spin around to a count of eight, do eight bangers with his partners... But as trouble putting the socks on. But, do you know, when you hear it out loud, you kind of go, how can you spray the finger putting on a sock? But I remember once, back in the day, showing my age, when we had house phones, especially that had calls. Do you remember when oh, the yeah. phone used to yep. ring? I don't even know my house number anymore, to be honest. <laughs> but when it used to ring pre-phone, uh, pre mobile, um, I remember, for some reason, like, your reaction is if a phone rings, you, you, you look at it before you answer it. Yeah. And I spun around so quick to look at the phone in excitement that I kind of sprained on my neck. <laughs> and again, when you say out loud, oh, I, I sprained my neck because the phone rang, it sounds like a really poor excuse to get out of PE at school or something. Yeah. yeah. It was legit a real thing. So sending, uh, sending my thoughts to Hamish and his finger. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine that Dancing on Ice when they saw after all the people that pulled out all the problems, the COVID, the everything, when they saw then that Hamish had pulled his finger putting on a sock. I mean, I can only imagine what they were like behind the scenes. But yeah, so the show's off air this week while everyone recovers from their injury. <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny, but because it's, anyway, it's seriously not... like serious injuries. But I mean, like, good Lord, yeah. talk about like strictly curse this is like the dancing on ice curse jeez 
it really has blessed from the off, isn't it? Just seems to be have been a bit of a nightmare for them. This is and, like um, the kind of thing you won't ever need to worry about on Towie, I guess, because, you know, maybe someone will get a bit too close to someone in a shop or something and that's not COVID secure, but <laughs> you're not going to be, you know, like you said, headbanging or any of those kind of things. And that's the thing, the amount of injuries that you would associate with a show as dangerous as dancing on ice, they're, they're kind of, there's only been a hand, one or two of them have actually been because of the ice. Obviously, Mish Rona's played a part mm. and now the socks for Hamish but um yeah resting it's Sunday so Ollie and Phil have got the weekend off bless them but yeah. I wonder what they thought when the old uh, group chat popped off and they had a message saying <laughs> another one down no one really, the dust, yeah. I hope that everyone left on the show that they have a, a good run of it now because I guess in all seriousness, it will become to point if you lose too many is there enough people to even get to the finale yeah, I, th- I think they've already, they've run out of uh, backups, haven't they? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess, I can't imagine what, I well, I'm assuming they'll have some kind of plan in mind. I mean, for instance, like taking a week off like they're doing. Um, this is COVID times, this is what happens, isn't yeah. it? So, and uh, at least they're still making the show and it's great family true. TV to be able to watch show. That's off to everyone involved. Um, we did have a bit of uh, bit of shocking news. Only a few weeks ago, we spoke to Chris Boyson, um, and he was talking about getting engaged to Bianca Gascoigne. Turns out, absolutely not. They've broken up. I know. I was so shocked when I read this the other day because, like you say, when he was on, I remember saying, "Oh, is there any chance of a ring, Chris?" And he went, "Oh, don't ask me that, Bob. Who knows? Maybe I'll be back on in a few months talking about it." So when I saw that, it was a little bit sad, but um, it seems that it's like a, an amicable decision. Mm. I just think for a lot of people, whether you're in the public eye or not, the pressure on relationships <clears throat> is very hard at the moment, what with the situation going on. And obviously Definitely. we don't know what's happened or the breakdown of the relationship, but I just think there's a lot of stress on all kinds of relationships at the moment because it's testing times. Yeah, 100%. Like, I mean, I, I think I think they may have even said it was something to do with the fact they hadn't been able to see one another. Um, I might be wrong, but, uh, you know, and I, I've got a friend who hasn't seen his partner for over a year. Um, because, I mean, he lives in Australia, so it's, it's difficult. But, you know, like, this is real life at the moment for people. And, yeah, like you said, I think it's kind of sink or swim for a lot of couples, isn't it? Um, yeah, and uh, I think if you can survive these <laughs> lockdowns and... The, the, the panny day in a relationship. I kind of think you're, you're showing your strength there and uh, good luck to everyone that's still managed to, <laughs> to stay with them because I've heard of so many people break. Like I, I myself broke up with my partner last year and um, mm-hmm. I, I just think a lot of people as well is I'm hearing of a lot of people changing careers yep. and like just reevaluating their lives really because I think because we have got so much time and more time than we've ever had to sit and think and reflect. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I, yeah, definitely. I think the sitting and the reflecting, and also if you live with your your partner, you know, the kind of percolating with them and having to deal with all of their issues, and you know, they might be out of work and all these kind of things. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine. I can imagine it's difficult um, for all of us. What, what have you done any dating in the in the no, day, Bob? And, you know, the thing is as well is I think when I first <clears throat> broke up and um, our relationship ended, I kind of think for me, I wanted to to kind of heal, you know, mm. when you just kind of, you, you grieve that relationship and you put it into the box and you kind of, you move on. But 
Yeah, for me, I don't know what it is and every, different horses for different courses, but I don't know how I feel about going on a Zoom date. Do I stick, sit there with like a, a steak <laughs> and have a date over Zoom? Like, which I guess on, on a first date, if you went for dinner generally, you would be eating in front of each other. I just, something feels a little, I don't know what it is. And is that really weird? But I don't know why. I just feel a little bit, yeah, the odd. If someone said, oh, do you want a Zoom date? I don't know if I'll just feel a little bit funny in front of the MacBook with mistaken. <laughs> yeah, I totally get what you mean. It's, you wouldn't get the same vibe that you'd have no. uh, meeting up someone in person because you don't get those, uh, same as recording this, really. I mean, you don't, those, those small interactions that you have in person that you can't necessarily do over Zoom. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I certainly haven't. But, you know, I, I talk to a few people, you know, you never know where it's going to go. But I kind of think you now as well now knowing that it's coming to an end it's like would you bother start to do like a zoom day like you said now when possibly in in three or four months time we could be able to go out to a pub with someone and maybe it would be normal again ish normal ish yeah. um i think for, for some reason i've always had this thing with date and i think we've spoke about it before on here that I sometimes get quite scared about dates. Dating mm. isn't my favourite thing to do. It's all right when you're a few into it and you really like that person and you're vibing and you kind of know there's a chemistry. But first dates, I get the most awful nerves on first dates. So, and I, I, yeah, I don't know. And also when you're not with someone face to face, even though you're screen to screen, are you going to feel if there's chemistry there or not? But I guess the one perk is if you're not feeling it, you can go, oh, sorry, the interconnection's bad. Like, so breaking <laughs> up, you're frozen and you can end it, which it kind of rolls out the, the horror stories you hear of people looking at their phone, faking text messages, going, oh, sorry, something, something terrible has happened to the goldfish. I must dash and get an Uber. So I guess you can always blame lazy technology when it comes to a Zoom date. But yeah, interesting to know if anyone's actually met anyone in the lockdown. I'm sure they have. They must have done. I mean, I do. I do have one friend who who met someone on an app, uh, um, and uh, has managed to uh, keep keep the flame alive. Um, but you know, it's it's difficult, isn't it? And and everyone's different. You know, I know there's some people who have just broken the rules because they felt that you know they fancied someone and they've just gone for it. And you know, what are you going to do, really? It's like <laughs> like you know, like I don't. What can you say if someone's doing something in private? Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's a it's a funny old time, um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> certainly not for me. Certainly not for me. We'll wait until the summer when I've lost a bit more weight and I feel a bit feel a bit better about myself. What would be your response though if if a guy that you were speaking to or someone slid into the DMs and he went, "Oh, can we have a Zoom date Friday night, eight o'clock? Be there and uh, wait in the waiting room, and I'll let you in." <laughs> What's your thoughts on it? <laughs> Do you know what? If if someone was direct enough to ask me, and I fancied them, I probably would. What about like you? That. Do you know what? There would be something said for it. I would kind of like the. I, I love someone who kind of takes control and would be. Is the word assertive? Assertive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd like the assertiveness of it, and, and someone to go right, Bob's get get on the Zoom eight. So I kind of go, oh, he sounds like a, a guy who knows what he wants. And maybe after two or three minutes, I kind of would be fine with it. Yeah. And I think it's, it's just because it's, I've never done one. No, and I think, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Hmm. Maybe, we'll have to maybe that's it. If this goes on out. Longer, we'll get Zoom dating. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's just get on with it. Uh, but speaking of getting on with it, um, Matt Cardle is here, so let's get him in the room. Oh, amazing. 
Bobby. Hello, Matt. You all right? I'm all right. You? Yeah, really good, thank you. Good to see you, fella. You too, man. You too. Thank you so much for having us on. I've been good. I've been really good. Yeah, it's... um. I mean, no one's been brilliant, have they? Let's face it. I mean, that's a lie to say it's been fantastic, but, you know, we've been struggling through, so it's fine. We're getting to do what we still, you know, we we love. So that's the most important thing, I think, to keep us sane. And have you found found this third one? Because I personally haven't been speaking about it recently. This third one's been a lot harder in terms of lockdown than the previous two. How have you found the third? I I think exactly the same for me, mate. Um, You know, the first time round, it was... Look, and I'll be careful when I say it. it, it wasn't exciting, do you know what I mean? But there was a certain amount of kind of like adrenaline about the whole situation. Like, it's, totally, you, know, totally. you know, and it, it wasn't exciting. It was new, it was new. It, 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 exactly, it was, yeah. it, was, it was new. It was something very yeah. different than we've ever experienced ever. And being, being locked down and all that kind of stuff was like, right, it, it's got like that kind of power cut vibe, you know, all the candles are out and you're like, there's something <laughs> yeah. romantic about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to, you know, look at it too positively because, it, you know, it's tragic and a lot of people have died. But this time round, I think, yeah, you're absolutely right, Bobby. It's kind of like, oh, fucking hell, again. OK, right. Um, it's just getting a little bit repetitive, I, I feel. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think you're you're not you're not alone in that like, boat. But you have been able to continue doing some of what you love, haven't you? Even if you haven't been able to go out and talk. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I spoke to the uh, the guy who mixed um, my latest single. He um, he's like, nothing's changed. If you're a mix engineer, mate, you're sat in a, you're sat in a room on your own all day, every day, all year round. Like, yeah. yeah, all year round. He's like, absolutely nothing has changed. Um, so apart from obviously the live stuff's gone, any theatre stuffs had gone um you know it, it was a bit of a struggle um but you know we've i've got the studio here i'm in it now and we've got places we can go to record because it is still work you know you can go and use drum rooms and things like that mm-hmm. um but i guess uh this the, the single that we'll be talking about in a bit you know i wrote it here with my missus who's in there with the dog she um you know we, we used to come in here a lot and get up to no good and listen to music and whatnot during lockdown and then I was like, I've actually got to do a bit of work, babe. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then she starts going, oh, what about that? And I'm like, well, when did you start being a songwriter? And do you know what I mean? She's fucking brilliant at it. She's absolutely amazing. <laughs> so we just started writing together. And it's just, you know, the singles come out of it and a lot of the albums come out of it. So, you know, there, there's that real positive that's come out of it from this side, at least. And do you think by having a lot more time than we would normally have at home and thinking, like, say, being in the studio, more, has that kind of helped you creatively with the writing it has Bobby because uh, like I said to someone the other day funnily enough you know when you've got your own say you've got a photography studio or an art studio whatever your space is that you do your thing in um, if it's at home you know I'm out there in my pants and I'm looking at the studio and I'm like I should be in there doing something do you know what I mean on a normal day-to-day basis but the fact is inspiration comes you can't ask for it you leave the door open and something wanders in type of thing so if you're at home in the studio and it's right there you can jump on it rather than being out you know up Tottenham Court Road and you're like oh that's a good idea I'll do that when I get home then you get home you don't do it so it's it's just jumping on ideas when they come and that's again what being locked down has has kind of helped with in a way. Tell us a bit about the the new single and, and the sound of the album. Yeah, it's um. So the new single, it's uh, it's a mashup. Well, it's not a mashup, I guess. It's uh, in its sentiment, it's it kind of covers um, 
a part of uh, my life in 2013, 14, when I was um, uh, I was struggling with addiction, uh, prescription drugs, and whatnot. Um, and it was it was uh, it's a song about how I felt about Valium at the time and the the saviour seemingly that it was for me um, for a brief period until it became the absolute opposite. Um, but we've kind of wound the sentiment together with my uh, favourite children's book, which is Howl and the Purple Crayon, and whatever he draws kind of comes to life and becomes real. So uh, there's a you know there's a point where he's falling off a cliff and he draws himself a balloon and that kind of thing, with with how I was feeling and you know I was on a very much a downward spiral at the time and what you know the the kind of parachute or the balloon that that Valium was for me, um, yeah it's it's it kind of it, it sounds like it could be quite dark, but it's it's done in a very positive way. And I've spoken to a few people recently who was like, you know, they really connect with the lyrics. And that was one thing I was kind of a little bit wary of is that if I'm talking about something quite dark and specific, will people get on board with it and understand it? But it seems like they do. So, um, and production wise, it's, you know, it's just me and Amber sat here going mad with synthesizers, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like a lot of my other albums, other producers have done, I've always written, or co-written everything but like to get to to have total control over what it sounds like is is amazing for me you know and it's the first time I've produced it myself um and yeah it feels good to have just just have it exactly how I want it to be you know you, you mentioned addiction did you find that when you started speaking about it that helped you Absolutely, Bobby. Yeah, it was. Um, it's one of those things where if and I, I said it to my mum actually the other day. I was like, if I started writing this kind of thing in 2014, 13, while I was going through it, it would be some horrible dark shit. Do you know what I mean? Mm. No one would want to listen to it. It would be depressing and like. Eh. But with with hindsight, in retrospect, you can actually look back and 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 just kind of put it across the way that you want it to come across and like you say talking is the only thing that helps like with mental health and all that kind of stuff any problem that you have a problem shared is a problem halved is all they say and you know I found through through just talking about it openly it, it does it does really help um, and I've never had any shame in in talking freely and openly about it but um, I think that comes from a place of look, if one person can hear something of what I've said and it makes a difference to their journey with it, you know, mm. even if it's realised they've got a problem, you know, then that's, that's, that's worth doing, you know? Yeah, definitely. I agree completely. I've always found by speaking about mental health, I feel like, because I'm not ashamed of it, and I think that so many people do suffer now, and people that even didn't suffer pre corona yeah. are suffering with their mental health because of basically spending a, a year in lockdown yeah. Everything, our lives have been turned upside down people have lost jobs losing loved ones and family mm -hmm. so i think a lot of people can relate now to anxiety depression and yeah. the whole the whole list of mental Absolutely. health and like you say if it helps one person to be able to start that conversation at home exactly. or to go to the gp then job done isn't it no absolutely and and like you say bobby with um with just voicing it out loud it, even to yourself can help like i was wandering around the other day and um i, I don't, it might have even been before lockdown do you know? <laughs> like but i was like oh and I was like, out loud, I was like, I'm fucking bored. I'm bored. And just saying it, I was like, oh, fine. Instead of wondering what's going on and just, you know, if you're like, oh, fuck me, I'm bored. Oh, that's why. That's yeah. why I'm all like agitated and bored because I'm bored. And it's like, also, sitting down and watching Cash in the Attic is fine. 
you know you kind of yeah. beat yourself up about it you're like <laughs> oh, i should be in the studio but it's like no mate you, you're in in the flat all day every day sit down watch the steph show it's fine you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm totally on board with that i yeah. mean you, you've you've obviously you were, you did a lot of theater and stuff as well didn't mm -hmm. you before all of this what how do you think it's gonna recover from this do you oh. think it's gonna recover we've actually just been talking a bit beforehand they've been talking about doing the uh testing the quick turnaround testing so right go back into theaters and stuff what do you think Stephen? I, I really don't know it's one of the things that um i've been more concerned about than other live thing aspects of, of the game because you can stream live stuff everyone's live streaming shows now and that's that's great because we've all got wi-fi and well, most of us anyway um you know uh you can do smaller gigs you know if they say you're allowed 100 people in a room fine you can go and play to 100 people you just do eight shows instead of one yeah but with the theater it's like you know a, a mate of mine was in um jesus christ superstar the one that they did in the park recently um and when we did it back in the barbican in 2018 um you know the atmosphere on stage and behind the stages is, is everything to, to do the show you know and having they were like it was the kind of bless them they were trying but like if you've got gap person gap person it's a half or even more than that you get this weird atmosphere this weird kind of smattering of applause and everyone's yeah. backstage you can't talk to each other the whole thing's just gone to kind of shit unfortunately yeah. so i really i think for the theater to come back in the way that it it ha it was it has to completely have gone or be at a level where it's like normal flu, where we can just manage it. And, you know, I think it has to, it, otherwise we're in this weird limbo and people have tried, I mean, I heard of, I heard of, Thing that Andrew Lloyd Webber was spraying people down with Dettol as they came in. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that can't be true. That's one so, option. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, I mean, the thing is, is stories like that, you're like, oh, well, maybe if it worked. Yeah. Like, I don't know, there's just so many, who knows, kind of, I guess, where it's going to go. Do you miss it? I do, you know, yeah, I, I really do. It's, um, it's, it's very different from the, uh, uh, from like going out playing with my band and things like that because when you're on tour with a band you've got a crew of depending on the size of the tour sort of between like 15 to 20 people maybe or if it's smaller you know five to ten but when you're in the theater it's like 40 people every night and they've become family like there's so many people there and it's just it, the whole atmosphere is is amazing and that's what you know, I do miss, and that's what's going to be irreplaceable in this period between, you know, then and when it's fixed, I guess. Definitely. But there's been a lot of talk, like reality TV's on a lot of people's lips, and a lot of people are binging it and watching it because, mm -hmm. well, just Diamond, we're, we're yeah. all completing Netflix, aren't we? We're running yeah. out of things, but <laughs> yeah. at least we've got a load of telly. How do you, obviously, being on such a huge show, X Factor, how did you find that experience? Was it something you enjoyed? You know what? I, uh, I, I did. I, I really did because it was, you know, I've never, up until that point, I'd, I'd never had a problem with someone telling me where to go and what to do. I'm, I wasn't like, no, I want to do it this way. I want to do it my way. Whatever. And it was kind of nice to, because I had no job. I was just in my band doing my thing beforehand. Never had a proper job to get up. And there's a runner there, like Matt. You got your cars downstairs, not now. You're like, sweet. Breakfast over there, cool. <laughs> Lunch is at one, sweet. Like I've got, to, you know what I mean? Like yeah. totally fucking fine with it. Um, and obviously getting to to sing every weekend to do that. Um, the fame side of things was 
it's not easy as you know it's like it's very invasive and it's you don't you become public property and that that was a bit of a struggle to start with and and there was no kind of gentle incline between being you know Matt from back in house to to off the other end of the show because we're locked in that house weirdly for like 10 weeks um and you don't get to see anyone you get you go to the odd premiere and get screened out on the carpet you're like oh this is weird (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah and then they kick you out the other side and I you know I went to go and get a a phone charger from my local town uh before Christmas just after I won I I was going to get a phone charger I had to get a police escort out of town it was like you know the crowd just one person stopped me for a picture bigger 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 policeman waves who was like you're right I was like no I've got a roast on at home I need to be over <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> I mean no one can prepare you for that and it it, it it plays with your with your emotions and your mind and like it, we're fragile things aren't we and when people start literally grabbing you up and pulling you around and and like you know, aggressive gifting, you know, when you give someone something that's a bit too, you're like, oh, that's a bit aggressive, you know, if you just got me something a little bit smaller, I wouldn't feel so bad about it. When people are coming up to you and going, oh my God, I love you, I love you. It's like, you can't go, mate, all right, go away. Yeah. You just, you're like, oh, oh, whoa. And it's lovely, don't get me wrong. Like, but it was just very overwhelming, I guess, is, is, is the headline. Do you think it's a bit of a different time now though? Because I think there's a lot more care taken or starting to be a lot more care taken about people that are on these kind of shows, aren't there? And I think, yeah, I think so, Stephen. And, 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 and about time too. Mm. Um, I was chatting to someone a little while ago and, you know, there was, there's, it's such massive exposure and it, and it, and you're so unprepared for it. Um, and no one wants to hear anything negative said about themselves. And when, when you get onto a level or a stage at that level, the hate and the the vitriol that comes out of people's mouths can be brutal and it's like no one prepared me or anyone for that and some of the people on there were so young at the time I was luckily 27 but like we had kids on there and it's like mate you got all these people online going ah you're shit ah you're ugly ah you're uh." it's like look at poor Jesse you know and in that documentary what should have been one of the happiest times of her life was the absolute polar opposite because of and how continued, people. Yeah. continued to, you know, right up to this year, right up to now, you know, basically yeah. she said that her mental health was why she had to quit the band in the end, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not surprised. And it's, it's a shame. Like you say, I think people are now starting to, to go, look, we need, there's a duty of care there. I mean, look, you know, we, we all know what's happened with, with some of the people from Love Island and things like that. And it's like, you know, there really is a duty of care to, to, mm-hmm. to protect and not you, you know, because those shows use people. It's as simple as that, you know, mm-hmm. like everyone else on that show was, was being used as, as was I even post the show. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, it's a tricky, it's a tricky one for them to navigate because they are just trying to make good telly, but along the way, people's hopes and dreams are going to get, you know, messed with. It's like, totally. Well, it's all gone all right for you in the end, Matt, because well, yeah. you're still doing the music now. So, uh, well, thanks yeah. so much for talking to us. Um, oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Can, can we get you to introduce your track? Absolutely. <laughs> hey, this is Matt Cardo. This is my new single, Purple Crayon. I mean, he yeah, seems like such, <laughs> such a well-adjusted guy for everything that's happened to him, doesn't he, I think? Definitely. Got to admit, when he was on X Factor, did have a slight crush on him. 
You're not the only one there, Bob. You're not the only one there. Uh, I believe Daddy Daddy is here, so let's get her in. Love it. Tracy Baker. Tracy Baker. Hello, Danny. You right, babe? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Really really good, good. thank you. How are you? I'm all right. It's been a bit of a crazy few days, but I'm all right, I think. I think I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. It's been... uh, Your show has had, well, smashed ratings records on iPlayer and things, hasn't it? Were you expecting all of this for the the return of Tracy Beaker? No, I kind of thought that people would be excited, but I kind of thought it would go either way, really. They were either going to go absolutely bonkers for it, or they were going to be like, oh, not her again, we're bored of her, <laughs> we don't want to have her shouting in our faces anymore. Um, so I'm so glad that it was, uh, yeah, that people went absolutely bonkers, and we are now the most successful CBBC show of all time, which is, okay. <laughs> it's amazing. Danny, how did it all come about? When did you first find out that there was going to be talks to bring it back? And was you keen from day one when you first got the call? Yeah, so um, Jacqueline Wilson published her book, My Mum, Tracy Beaker. Uh, and the minute it came out, I was like, right, come on then, BBC, let's do this. Come on the phone, let's run, let's do <laughs> the like... series. No, you want it, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, waiting, come on. Uh, and then finally it did ring. Uh, and yeah, I was just really super excited. Um, I haven't played Tracy for about, I think it's been about 10 years now. Um, and it kind of just all sort of fell into place really. Uh, it's been 20 years since uh, we started shooting the first series which makes me feel ancient um, <laughs> and it's been 30 years since the first ever story of Tracy Vika book was published so um, yeah this year just kind of made sense really. It's, yeah it must be it must be quite um, insane to see the reaction and and how were you I know you said that it was it could have gone either way, but even when you were like <laughs> filming it, you know, so how many episodes is it? Is it three? Yes, just three. three. So three. I mean, it's not a huge amount, is it? Are we, are we thinking that there might be more now that there's been such a positive reaction? Yeah, I mean, the reaction has just been bonkers. Um, and they kind of surprised us at the end there, and me included, uh, where we kind of finished on a little note that says to be continued. So uh, one could only assume that that might happen. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, didn't know that bit of information. Yeah. So yeah, okay, that worked. Yeah, so Jacqueline Wilson has written a sequel called We Are The Beaker Girls uh, to the book. So um I, I mean, I have no information whatsoever. I have no power here. I'm just an actor. I get told when everyone else gets told, basically. Um, yeah. So, yeah, hopefully uh, we can go and do another series. But what that series will look like, I have no idea. Um, I think it was kind of a really smart move to do a three-part series because, again, we weren't really sure how it was going to go down. And obviously we knew that the majority of the audience probably weren't going to be as young as CBC viewers normally are. Um, <laughs> so we kind of just wanted to sort of touch base, see how it went, rather than do like an epically long 20 part something and people get bored halfway through. We just wanted a really strong story. Uh, and yeah, it seemed to have worked. So I'm very happy. <laughs> see, I'm interested to know, then because you've played Tracy for so long, I guess it got to a point where you you know your character inside out as an actor and having that 10 years away, is it interesting to see how she's developed as a character and is it exactly how you would imagine her to be when you read that script? 
Yeah, so it's kind of a bit like putting on like a nice comfy pair of shoes, I guess, for me. Um, she's just such a familiar character. Um, I've gone off and I've played all sorts of wicked characters. I've been so lucky in my career. Uh, but Tracy kind of always sticks with me uh, just because she's so iconic, man. She's everything I kind of want to be, really. She's like, she, she knows what she wants. She goes and gets it. Um, and yeah, kind of seeing her as a mum has been really cool for me. Like as a mum myself, I can completely relate to kind of most of the struggles that she's going through really uh, and just seeing what a wicked mum she's turned out to be makes me so happy because part of my worry was going to be that they were going to make her a bit rubbish <laughs> and a bit kind of selfish and I really didn't want that for her or the character uh, so yeah I think it's just written wickedly. You, you, you mentioned being a mum there how how has the, how's the last year been for you um, you know <laughs> be, being a mum I, I mean maybe homeschooling I don't know, I don't know what's, what's what's the deal yeah so I'm in homeschooling hell and I feel for every single parent that's in my situation because this is awful I became an actor for a reason and it's not to be a teacher <laughs> not like, to teach maths <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is not my forte um, I'm kind of lucky that she's four um, so I know the work so I don't feel that stupid thank goodness but I do have that kind of added pressure of teaching a child how to read and write and I think that's kind of one of the most important things a teacher can teach so uh yeah I definitely won't be a teacher anytime soon uh and I feel like I'm going more gray I feel like my hair's falling out uh, and she's running rings around me she really is <laughs> do you show the little one old episodes of Tracy Baker not yet. I think she might still be a little bit young and I don't want to like freak her out. I feel like she might watch it and be like, who has trapped my mum inside of this TV? What is going on? And yeah. I just, I, do you know what? I don't even know how to explain to a four-year-old how you even make TV. So I'm like, do you know what? We'll just wait. We'll wait. A few it's years actually, it's then... actually hard enough to explain to most adults, I think. It's like magic, isn't it? But, exactly. Yeah, fair, fair point. You, you did, I think it was very interesting you spoke recently about... Um, what happened to you when you were on Strictly, which was quite, mm. quite a while ago now, um, and the reaction people and the, the nasty things that people said about you online and stuff like that. Do you still get any of that kind of thing? Or do you think it was like kind of because Strictly is such a beast of a show, isn't it? It's like everyone's paying attention. What, what's? Yeah, I mean, I've kind of been quite lucky in the fact that most people are really nice to me online, but obviously you get the few idiots, don't you? And you, you, I think you always will, no matter what position you're in. But I think I, I sort of brought that up just because I was a size six when I was on Strictly, right? I don't think you could get that much smaller, but obviously I'm five foot. So obviously my size six isn't going to look like a blooming five foot 10 models. Do you know what I mean? It's very different. I'm squashed. I'm little and it doesn't look the same, right? And I was kind of like, I'm just mentioning it because now obviously we've been in lockdown I haven't been afraid of the chocolate biscuits I didn't think in Good. a million years we were gonna yeah I didn't think in a million years we were gonna film this series during, during the pandemic so I was just like eating away and then they were like no no you you are and I was like oh great I'm in perfect shape let's do this and so I kind of wanted to get in there before all these stupid trolls came after me and were like oh well you're fat now I'm like oh yeah all right okay sure what else you got um you know and I'm a size 10 in no way in a million years is that big for goodness sake um but Absolutely I'm just not. kind of expecting it but you know I just worry about all this sort of like kids out there man like I'm 32 I can take it I have 
very thick skin. I've been on telly for like a million years now. I'm used to it. But um, kind of my little Emma, who plays my daughter in Tracy Beaker, I just kind of wanted to warn her about it. I was like, Do you know what? Just stay off Twitter. It's not worth it. It's really not worth it. I personally wouldn't have social media if it wasn't so important now for kind of getting the message out there and uh that's kind of the reason why we've got such big viewers viewing ratings i think is kind of social media and getting the word out there and yeah so if it wasn't for that i personally wouldn't have it because it's just too much effort sometimes i know exactly what you mean like in regards to social media for me as much as i love it and i feel like i always have to say this i'm never bashing it because i love it and 99 of the time it is amazing but isn't it sad that there is that part of us that because we do what we do for a living, like you say, you hit the nail on the head, you wanted to get it out there first because you preempted the reaction of what the culture of trolling is now. And I think yeah. that culture is so sad and so toxic and damaging to, to mm -hmm. younger people. I know. And I just really hope I, I felt for a minute there that we were kind of on the cusp of everything changing. You know, we had um, the such sad passing of Caroline Flack and then the Be Kind movement, which I, I was like, oh, finally, I think people are going to realise that there are people behind these phones or whatever devices you're using and we're human beings just because we have this weird job doesn't mean that you know we don't have feelings we have emotions and words hurt they really really hurt um but yeah that be kind move movement kind of lasted for like what five minutes like we need to get back to that um and it's really important i just really hope that this next generation coming up uh, are a bit more mindful and thoughtful I do reckon that a lot of, I, I look at, I've got cousins who are kind of 15, 16. They're not, they don't bother with Twitter. It's like, it's like, they just, they just think it's too much of like, a, nah, not bothering with that. They're all on Instagram, but that they just have their friends on there. So, you know, it's, I don't know, hopefully things are changing. You know, they got rid of Donald Trump. Maybe that's a good start. <laughs> yes, yes, thank goodness for that. It was about time, my goodness. <laughs> and I've got hope for the younger generation because I sometimes think we need to give them more credit than they sometimes get because they watch either older siblings or that they learn. And actually from what I've experienced from trolls, people always associate them with being kids. But mm. nine times out of 10, you look at their profile and it will say proud parent of three or grandparent, <laughs> yeah. it's the older people. So actually I don't think that younger kids will ever grow up to be trolls because they know it's wrong. The same as none of my friends, kids, or I don't think you get, it's not like back in the day where people would smoke at school, that they've learned, thankfully, that, yeah. that they've learned from the ways. So actually, I think they've got to be a better generation than us, I hope. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think the younger generations get so much stick now, <clears throat> especially during this pandemic. It was so easy just to blame all of everything on the youngsters. Um, and I don't think people realize how much has been taken away from them this year, you know? Like um, I own a, a theater school um, and my students have been really struggling because they, they're not at school, they're not seeing their friends. They've had their GCSE snatched right out of them. Like it's really hard. And they seem to be blamed for all these weird parties and not wearing masks. And, and actually the majority of people that I see sort of flouting the rules are kind of in their fifties, if I'm completely honest with <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. and older. <laughs> So yeah. I don't really think that the youngsters, I think they're just an easy target, aren't they, really? Less likely to fight back, I guess, yeah. Exactly. Um, what, what else have you got coming up this year? Anything exciting? I'm guessing you're hoping your school will be back open, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> I just hope for any work, really. I mean, this year's been so tough. Our, I just watched our industry just completely disintegrate. Mm. And it's just been so sad, kind of seeing all my really ridiculously talented friends kind of just sitting there 
on the watching the telly, just sitting on the sofa, not being able to do anything or baking banana bread constantly. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'd like to say that I have this lined up and that lined up, but to be honest, the future looks so uncertain. Um, so I just keep everything crossed that normality is kind of just around the corner. And yeah, I'd love to be able to open my school again because I'm getting so bored of Zoom. Um, and it's just it's just not the same, is it? You know, you want that kind of one-on-one -on -one interaction. And I, oh, I so want to hug people, my goodness. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's weird because I wasn't that big of a cuddler before this, but now no, me neither. everyone's getting a cuddle. I tell you, I've got to ask you, babe, before I let you go. So now we've seen Tracy as a mum. What's your thoughts on directly in a few years? We're going to say Nanny Tracy. <laughs> To be honest, Are you I wouldn't, I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put it past the BBC at all. And <laughs> you know what? I love the character so much. I would quite happily play her forever. You could be like Chris Jenner. Have a load oh my of God, yeah. traces running around. Oh, I love it. The bakers keeping up with the bakers. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. That is it. That's going to be the next show. I've got I a cool baby. See. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're always listening. Now they're with that Oh, well, Danny, thanks so much for, for being with us. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, Take care, Daddy. Stay safe, hon. See you later. Bye. 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 So oh, lovely. lovely. Oh, it's funny, we both say lovely, <laughs> just a lovely vibe, doesn't she? Isn't just, she? She's got a great energy. Yeah, really good energy. And, and despite people giving her shit, you know, it's nice to see her keeping on. So um, best way you can, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, babes. Absolutely. Uh, shall we get our final guest in, Graciano? Oh, what a lovely show we're having. <laughs> you better not ruin it, this Graciano, tell <laughs> Hello. Hello. How's it Hi. going? What a pleasure. How are you doing? <laughs> how have things been? Really good. I've just finished the Latin fitness session. So I've been running, shower, coming back. So I was on time. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. We appreciate that. <laughs> and how are the online classes going? Do you really enjoy doing them? Literally, it's been a surprise for me because I think in a space, the first time that I'm doing that, and I didn't know that the people literally need to dance at home just to have fun, forgetting things, you know, the world is, is stuck, no one is doing nothing and find a way also for us as a professional dancers have the, have the chance to dance and teaching people, you know, give them a bit, you know, of positive vibe. It's been literally uh, a good thing and make me busy. So every day I have something to do. So I'm thinking about that thing, preparing the class. So yeah, happy about that. I guess, I guess in a normal year, you'd probably be doing a tour or you'd be working on, on other things, like maybe on theatre, whatever. How, how have you found not being able to do those kind of things this year? It must be difficult. It's been already one year. We, get, we got just between Strictly, Likely. We had the chance to, to do the show and the chance to dance every week. And being stuck again has been a, a nightmare. Also mm. because for everyone, I think, uh, we su I'm supposed to start a... Here come the boys in January. Ah, uh, yes. Postpone, postpone uh, again. And then in the middle, I'm supposed to do the, the arena tour for Strictly. And then again, here come the boys. Since till three days before my wedding that we already postponed from last year. So it's been literally a nightmare. <laughs> oh my God. Usually I plan everything like everyone in my life. But from now, I'm just living day by day. Day you, day. Is there a chance you think you're going to have to postpone it again or is it a long enough away that it might be okay to still go ahead? 
who knows? I had a call, <laughs> I had a call with the catering that they're gonna plan, you know, all the food and stuff, and stuff for us. And they were asking uh, about literally specific things. And I said, we don't know. I don't know how many people they're gonna come because obviously there are people coming from UK if the wedding is gonna go, you know, ahead. But I don't know literally. Uh, we are planning, obviously, but we don't know here till July what is going to happen. It's going to be the 23rd of July. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know really. We'll it must be difficult. Yeah, definitely. And it, it must be difficult for you as well because, you, you know, you've got family abroad and, you, and you're not able, you haven't been able to see them. Yeah. So I'm in Italy at the moment. But oh, are you? Ah, okay. I'm in Italy, but north of Italy. My family, right, okay. I'm from Sicily, so my mom and my dad are in Sicily. I mean, with my uh, partner family that we got a house here. Mm-hmm. I've got my brother here with me. But other than that, they obviously they've been looking forward for the wedding. They're preparing everything, and I said, <laughs> "Yeah, do it just because you are free." But we don't know if if it's gonna go ahead, and I really hope soon this is gonna finish for everyone. And it's been so many cases so many people have died and it's mm. such it's incredible it's such i don't even have a, i don't know even how to describe it it's like a deja vu we are still here after one mm. year talking about the covid is well we've never had to live through anything like this before have we so that's yeah. why it's it's, it's diff- are you able to travel within italy or not are you, are you... so i i don't know literally when i'm going to be able to come there over mm. in you again in UK. So that's why I thought it's better to come home mm-hmm. and do everything like I have to do here, see, till I, w- I will know what I'm going to do next. Okay. Now Talking strictly, I've got to ask you, Giovanni's recently come out and said that he's more than ready to be partnered with a man on the show. Mm. Are you? I'm, I've been ready for four years. <laughs> My best friend is Johannes. So, and we used to dance together every time we were together. So today he called me and we're, every time we're going to go, we end up for the wedding. He told me, so I know you are honest with me, but tell me something. I said, tell, yeah, tell me. So will you dance with me in front of your parents and everyone? I said, of course. <laughs> we used to dance together every, every time, every Sunday when we watch the results show. And I'm more than ready. Dance is for everyone, for everyone. And I said this in every class, is for everyone who loves dancing. Dancing just born for the, let the people be free and happy. So mm. why I think I think you'll have some competition with Giovanni because he said he said on uh, I think on our show actually when he came on, he was like yeah, get me on. It'll get. I'll get in all the papers. Everyone will be talking about me. <laughs> Loves it. So you might have to. You might have to fight him for, uh, well, for that. <laughs> for me, is uh, is the same. As long as I'm gonna have a partner, we have fun together because it's a process. What mm. I've been learning, especially I've been, I've got a different, let's say, uh, journey compared to Giovanni. Obviously, uh, I had the, my partner in my first season and last season. And this one, they just end up. I supposed to have a partner, but then nothing. But I found a way. I found a way to, you know, dance every week. I had the chance to, to dance with Nadia this season. We had so so much fun. Just think about, you know, the routine that we're doing and give our best because be already on strictly as a professional dancer is I don't know is is an highlight that 
even if tomorrow will finish, I will remember for, for my life, change my life completely. I come from a small town in Sicily and do strictly. Literally for me, is, I cannot even describe it. And have the chance to come back next season, hopefully finger crossed. For me, it's already, a, I win already the game and mm -hmm. I want to join, enjoy every second of it. I don't want to plan anything. So that's why every time they ask me something, for me, it's yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All of yeah. yes. oh, It's not yeah. for, there are millions of professional dancers around the world. They have the chance to join Strictly. It's everything. It's everything. When they called me for Strictly, I was like, are you sure? Are you sure you're calling me right now? So, yeah. And when do you normally find out if, if you're doing the next one? What so they, they're going to call us soon, I think, the next few weeks. Oh, exactly. uh, around end of February, first weeks of March, usually. This this year, I don't know how it's going to be, but hopefully. Well, I read, I read, a, I read them saying that the, that it's likely there'll be a full series this year, which will mean a full amount of celebrities. So hopefully, you'll be able to get get the partner that you didn't have last year. But I mean, you you must have still been pleased to be able to do the show though, because it wasn't I mean, a guarantee, you know. Because they said last year was really hard and was in the middle of the lockdown. They they've been amazing. They they put us in an hotel. And oh yes, it looked, it looked quite fun. <laughs> it was, was fun, but we were so scared when the first day when we met each other, all the profession we were scared to touch each other, even mm. if we were if we were all together in the same you know building. And then when they said, "Yeah, you can dance together," we were crying. We were <laughs> crying just because we could touch each other and dance. Because you know, we I didn't have chance to dance, of course, with my partner. But after six months, do a routine. Mm -hmm. We were literally after the after the first day, the, the second day we were full of pain. We asked the choreographer, Jason, please go slow. We are literally <laughs> knackered. We can we cannot even <laughs> Even the dancers are putting on lockdown weight. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. <laughs> because the, our body wasn't ready enough. So we had time to, you know, practice and stuff. Well, I mean, oh, it, all, it. it all turned out well. It was a great series. I mean, regardless. Yeah, it's so much fun, actually. A lot, a lot of fun. And have the chance to watch, you know, most of the time you watch from far. This series, we were literally on the table and watching every dance. I think they found a way to tell me, please, Graz, don't scream anymore. I was screaming like, <laughs> I, for me, know what the celebrity or the professional had been working on for one week and doing in front of the people, you know, in front of millions of people. Mm. It's, it's crazy. It's, the line is really thin to do a mistake and literally take one week on the trash and hoping that you're going to pass for the next week. So, Well, and now you've got Oti, who's won the crown twice in a row. So, I mean, it's going to be a big ass next year. Oh, oh my God. When, when she won, we we got a really good relationship when when i joined strictly that i just moved in uk she was the first one that literally called me what are you doing yeah you have to do this 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 and this she's literally a, a, a boss and uh, you never forget when a friends literally the she friend she didn't know me and mm -hmm. she helped me so much a lot with uh, you know as a new member of the family it was the first time for me living in the UK, so I didn't know nothing. So also the first time in studio, uh, 
OT also Anton, you know, they know how it's been. So I was literally shocked. Even from my first my first number, Havana, I was shaking myself just walking through the dance floor. Oh. But then, you know, literally from there I realized how big was the show. Well, um uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that, that this year it will be back and, and bigger and better than ever. I'm um, dreaming about that. I'm literally, is there, if I've, I'm a positive person, I love to think positive, even when the things are going really bad. And my highlight is literally think about Strictly that is coming up. And we, I, with the classes, with everything I'm doing, I'm trying to stay in shape, you know, mm -hmm. and doing my best. So, yeah. Um, where do we find your classes if we want to sign up then? Okay, so go and Google and do www.dancingwithgrass.com. <laughs> oh, pretty simple, pretty simple. <laughs> but, well, thanks so much for speaking to us, Graziano. Really appreciate no, it. All the way from Italy. It's an honor for me to have the chance to talk to you, talk about myself. Thank you for taking time for letting me talk. Thank you. Oh, anytime. You're welcome. Anytime. Thank you, mate. Take Thank care. You. Stay safe. Cheers. Bye-bye. Have a lovely Bye. day. Bye. You too. Nina oh. worried. He was lovely. Wasn't he just? <laughs> I'll get it all ready for Strictly again already and it's February. <laughs> yeah. you got a long way to go yet, Bob. Yeah, I, well, I know. <laughs> oh, it's always You never know, Bob. You might get the call this year. I think it's time. But like I said before, I, I, I really want to dance with a man on it. You and Graziano, I can see it. I, th I think me and Graz. Oh, Beautiful. Beautiful. Lovely, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely lovely. Uh, well, uh, what a great show. Uh, busy, really chatty well. people, great. Um, what have you got coming up this week, Bob? Anything exciting? This week, so hopefully my ID comes. Oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that if that comes and I've got them last few bits of admin done, I'm hoping I might be able to get into one of the vaccinating centres in the next week or so. So that would mm -hmm. be nice. Um, what else is planned for this week? Not, not a huge deal, funnily enough. How about yourself, Bo? Uh, no, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to go see a friend uh, who has had a little operation and she's not feeling very, very good. So um, we're going to go for a little walk on Saturday. Um, but on Monday, we do have the exciting, uh, the, the pathway out of the lockdown is being announced. So the yes. next show we'll be able to talk a bit about what's going to happen next rather than just us hoping and praying that we'll be able to go to a pub. We might have a date. Um, so yeah, What do I you guess... reckon he'll say? Have you got any guesses? Because you're normally quite good at things like this. I've heard over the last two lockdowns. Yeah. I've got a lot of my, I've got a lot of the info from you. You're quite, yeah, I think you're quite political like that, Stephen. I mean, just, I just watch the news and then I get really <laughs> angry and tweet about it all over Twitter. Um, I think, I reckon that he's probably going to say April before the pubs open, um, which is going to be quite a while. Um, but you've got to do the important things like maybe the schools and, and shops first, see how that works out, check the numbers don't go up, get more people vaccinated, and then hopefully, yeah. you know, the numbers start to go down April, May time anyway, because it gets warmer. So I reckon April will be the time. And similar for gym as well around April. I would have thought so anywhere where there's lots of people in that don't live together and do you know what I mean a, in that way a pub and a gym are similar yeah. um so uh I guess we'll have to wait and see but we'll know more next week so we'll, we'll find out <laughs> yeah, well definitely. uh thank you everyone for listening uh until next time goodbye bye guys stay safe